Hi, I'm George Strayton, screenwriter of Hercules and Xena Warrior Princess, and you're listening to Genretainment. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Genretainment over here at SciFiPulseRadio.com. We're your hosts, Marks and Julie, and Genretainment is where we talk about what's happening in the world of film, TV, and web series. This is where we give you interviews with writers, directors, producers, and actors in both independent and not-so-independent creations. Now, for today's episode, we're chatting with Adam Rady and James Rodehaver. They're the creators of the fantasy comedy web series Walking in Circles, which currently has two seasons online. Mm-hmm. We talk in depth about the show, get some tips for web series creators, and hear some funny stories from set. Now, before we get started with the interview, I wanted to give everyone an update on what we've been up to. We've been um, up to things? Yeah. Uh, I recently had the honor of being asked to write a guest post on the Vancouver Film School blog. Mm-hmm. I actually went to film school there a few years ago, so it's pretty exciting. I've been asked to do that. And um, in the article, I talk about my new book, Television on the Wild Wild Web, How to Blaze Your Own Trail, and discuss my favorite crowdfunding sites for filmmakers and web series creators. So uh, check out that article, and if you're interested in making web series, you can find my book over on Amazon or straight from the publisher at mwp.com. One more thing we should mention before the interview, we want to point out that the music you just heard at the beginning of the show was a snippet from the theme song for our web series, Reality on Demand. It was a song composed and performed by our friend Tishan Hardy. And you can find our web series at realityondemandseries.com. Now let's get to our interview with the creators of Walking in Circles. Well, welcome to the show, Jim and Adam. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much for having us. Now, there's been a growth of fantasy comedy web series, especially with sometimes a tabletop RPG flavor of sorts, like uh, like Gamers, Journey Quest, Standard Action. Um, so I'm kind of curious how this show was conceived and if that was conceived in a bubble or it was influenced at all by these other shows that were going on. Um, I think I'll let Jim answer that question, but we actually... I was looking at the, the release dates the other day, and I don't think that we heard about Journey Quest until after we released Season 1. Mm-hmm. And uh, Standard Action, I think, was released about almost exactly six months before us. So we didn't, uh, we didn't actually know about either of them, though since then we've, we've become, come to know Joanna and uh, Ben, the uh, respective uh, sort of minds or, or some of the minds behind those those different shows. But go ahead, Jim. Yeah, um, it is actually pretty interesting that so many of these series pop up, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that a lot of mainstream uh, content doesn't, there, there was sort of a void in that, and so there were a lot of people, uh, when web series started to become a big deal, and they started to realize that it's like, well, the networks aren't giving us this sort of RPG-esque content that we want, so but we can now just make it ourselves. And so a whole bunch of people all of a sudden were just like, all right, let's let's make these. And then we all kind of arrive at roughly the same time, you know, because is uh, as Adam was saying, that standard action comes out, you know, six months before us, and then we come out, and then obviously Journey Quest, they've been on the scene for a while. Um, because even though with Journey Quest, those that particular group of filmmakers has been gaming community for a long time mm-hmm. but my actual inspiration for for coming up with walking in circles and, and doing the series uh was actually after having gone to gen con which is the gaming convention in indianapolis and i was there and i just 
started coming up with all these different scenarios and characters that I really just, I wanted to write. I wanted to write them. And, and so I came back, when I got back from that trip, I just started putting out scripts and Adam said that he was going to film them. And we were like, all right, we just kind of hopped up on that train and, and went forward. Now I had, I was familiar with, with web series as a, as a concept before writing Walking in Circles. And, and it was actually pretty heavily inspired by another series called Legend of Neil which is a, oh, yeah. yeah, the the Zelda parody, which was a pretty funny uh, series that I had seen. So I had seen that one, but I had actually not seen any of the other um, specifically D&D-based web series uh, until after we, we filmed and then put out Walking in Circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, once, you, once, you, once you kind of put your foot into that uh, pool, there's the, you, you get a lot of feedback from other groups and find out that you're not the only one in that pool. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was actually really cool to know that there was there was a whole lot of people out there tr- trying or succeeding to do the same thing. So. Yeah, I think there needs to be like a big old crisis of infinite earths of fantasy <laughs> web series, or right? guys like yeah. all mishmash somehow. <laughs> oh, guys, walk you know, run into each other in the woods, and of course, fight. Yeah, let's just get totally <laughs> meta. Okay, now we've kind of hinted because we've talked about these other shows we've kind of hinted about what your show is like but can you explain to our listeners about the concept of your series yeah the concept of our series is uh as we as we now call it the the greatest medieval fantasy adventure ever because we (laughs) we figure since nobody's really paying attention we'll just start we'll just start making grandiose claims uh yeah you can uh, argue right yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it is a medieval fantasy comedy adventure. It has all those sort of uh, genre titles to it. But specifically, it follows the adventures of Crag, the barbarian prince, who is out to avenge his father's death at the uh, at the teeth, <laughs> the jaws of yeah. the great red dragon, <laughs> Sothalus Alamazar. And uh, he has a party of adventurers along with him. And it's sort of what would happen if, if adventurers, if that was just your job. Um, <laughs> and so the idea became, I know for Jim writing it was like, well, if, if this is my job, some people are really good at their job. Some people are really bad and some people don't care about their jobs. And that's these guys. They're just, just there doing their job. Yeah. Um, but because of that, there's a lot of growth to be epic heroes as Craig wants to be. So there's uh, now two seasons out, and it, it follows sort of the, the comedic adventures, and and we got to add more adventure into the second season, which really made us very happy because we wanted to do that in the first season. But first season is, is more of the clerk's style of standing around talking and, and saying the funny things, uh, which is usually what people are able to do on a web series budget is stand around and talk. Um, and cats. Uh, <laughs> well, Teddy Bear is just really into it. I gotta tell you. <laughs> uh, well, I do have a, a pretty thick beard, so I'm sure that uh, the furriness is starting to attract uh, wild animals. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's the premise of the show. It's certainly grown and, and evolved, but uh, we compare the first season, sort of Lord of the Rings meets The Office. And we say the second season is Lord of the Rings sort of meets Arrested Development. Okay. What, what was the one? What, 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 I don't even remember what other oh, okay. We, we just now. say things. We just yeah. make stuff up. <laughs> well, now you did mention that it is kind of a ragtag team and you mentioned Craig. Can you kind of explain the characters to our listeners? 
Craig, uh, obviously we've said he, you know, he's the barbarian prince and, and he, um, you know, he's on this quest to, to avenge his father's death. And he's a very, I mean, we found Eric Raddick, uh, to play Craig, who is just, I mean, I think he actually is a barbarian prince that we cast. Uh, he's, he's, some just, so, he's, he's some sort of he's Nordic this, prince he's of this some kind. just massive man. <laughs> Who, who has agreed to take his clothes off and come onto our web series. <laughs> well, what kind of web series is this now? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, now you know why I checked it out now. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, so, and, and he's very, you know, Craig is a very straightforward guy because I wanted to have, a, you know, the barbarian. I didn't want him to be like a dumb barbarian because he was supposed to lead this group. So he doesn't really follow the, the dumb barbarian tropes. But he is very straightforward. You know, he wants to take the quickest route through any problem. Uh, and, and anything that he can't solve in under a minute, well, he'll just bash it until it's no longer an issue. Well, that uh, is my favorite approach. <laughs> yeah. The stride uh, boldly forth. Approach. Stride boldly forth. And he's getting head on. That's, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take the second character. Okay, because it's, it. it's me. Because it's you. Yeah, because yeah, it's me. Uh, Marcus is uh, the wizard of the group. Uh, he is a hatless wizard, and that very much bothers him, mm. though he doesn't usually admit it. Uh, and like I said, I do I do play Marcus in the series, and when Jim wrote the script for Marcus, there was just too many fun things that Marcus said that I was not going to let anybody else say. Mm. Uh, so I, I was like, yeah, sure, we'll have other people read for him, and no, we never did. So so luckily I got to be Marcus, and, and Marcus is a man very much out for himself. Uh, and not really interested in the betterment of, of others, uh, unless it profits him. Uh, and he's exceptionally lazy, so I can see why I fit this role perfectly. <laughs> but uh, but Marcus is a great character who, who, fortunately, we get to see some growth throughout the series, but, but especially in the second season. So that was really cool. You want to take the next character? Yeah, yeah. and then um, uh, our, our third member of the, the core party, we've got Angie. Uh, Angie's a druid who... Her whole impetus for getting involved in adventuring was like, you know, she she was just going to make the world better. You know, she had this grandiose vision of, of she was going to go out and she was going to help people. And then she was going to solve everybody's problems and then everybody was going to love her and, and it was going to be a big deal. Uh, and then, of course, she gets out there and she realizes that she's stuck with uh, with Craig, who literally just wants to kill everything. Uh, and then Marcus, who is just kind of a dick all the time. Uh, and, and she realizes that, you know, most of her job is, in fact, keeping these murderous people in check so that they don't actually cause all of the problems that she was really hoping she would get to solve for other people. So she's like a hippie looking for a loving? Yeah. 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 She's very much a, a hippie, a hippie druid. <laughs> and uh, and then our, our fourth party member has actually now rotated from first to second season. Uh, in first season, we had our bard, Garand, played by Jonah Prio, and literally lived lived Garand, or Garand lived as Jonah Prio. I don't know which. Uh, what They were the same there was <laughs> between, between them. Jonah, Jonah truly embodied Garand, and Garand is a very... Uh, he's he's a, a, a person who is out to prove himself to the world and that he's not just some spoiled rich boy, but he uh, is very annoying and sings songs. Uh, <laughs> As but, uh, are most bards. <laughs> yeah. And then for second season, actually, uh, Jonah unfortunately moved to Texas, so we weren't able to have Jonah back for the second season. So we were able to cast uh, Ben Birch as Squire Quigley, who mm -hmm. filled in the uh, the fourth spot in the party. 
And Squire Coogley is sort of a, a young, hopeful uh, uh, man who's out to sort of find heroes and become a hero. And, and he's, he's just, he's, he's ready for glory and, <laughs> and all of that stuff. And he will, he will follow Craig or anyone that tells him to go that way. <laughs> uh, and Jim, you get, you get Alex. Yeah, and then there's Alex. Alex is the the fifth member of our party, and she is, uh, you know, the the shadowy rogue assassin uh, who is seem, uh, you know, always more concerned with with looting the bodies after the battle than anything else. Um, and you know, yeah, she it's does, only practical, really. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it, you just get, what's the reason if you're not gonna why kill them in the first place if you're not gonna take their stuff? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, she, you know, very very quiet. Uh, I, I won't say completely silent, but but mostly silent assassin. Uh, and, you know, she's very... It, it's always a mystery to the other members of the party why she sticks around, because she seems um, almost as likely to kill them as, as their enemies. So so her motives have always been sort of shrouded in mystery. And, and as the series progresses from season one to season two, we get a little glimpse into into what she may be driving at or or what what why she's there but but as of yet it has not been fully revealed probably about... probably to the dismay of many yeah. viewers uh, as <laughs> yeah. heard, uh they of course wanted uh, more alex and more alex story yeah, uh, yeah which is good it's good yeah. to know that people like that stuff yeah but uh yeah so so she's a bit of a mystery still but but hopefully as as the series evolves we'll get to see more of of what drives her and, and what her true motives are great i thought it was funny how you wrote the bard out yeah <laughs> uh, yeah we... so it was it was definitely a challenge because jo- because garand was such i almost call him jonah because they're literally the same to me but yeah. uh but garand was such a big character mm-hmm. and we knew we couldn't recast anybody in jonah's position we knew we didn't want to do that but we also didn't want a complete duplicate copy of of garand so we needed somebody we needed a, a new force Mm-hmm. And for us, it was important that the audience knew right away that Garen was was gone. He wasn't he wasn't coming back. He wasn't. He didn't just walk away. He he was dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. So, I kept kind of waiting. I'm like, they still might be able to pull him out of that. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, it is technically <laughs> fantasy, so I mean, I guess anything could happen. Certainly, if Jonah uh, was available, we'd we'd always love to have Jonah back. Um, but uh, yeah, for second season, it just wasn't possible. So his arm uh, might always become magically animated. Yeah, <laughs> or he'd show up without an arm. Or, or yeah, uh, both, all of those options are actually perfect options. All have <laughs> been considered. All have been considered. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell we're geeks. <laughs> That that's the very best kind of fans we could possibly have. <laughs> um, so so why web series versus a traditional TV uh, or movie format? Whenever you first came up with this, what, what drew you to web series? Well, the, what drew us to web series was that nobody could tell us no. <laughs> Actually, what drew us to web series was that nobody could ignore us and not even bother to tell us no. <laughs> traditional distribution. If you you know if we if we take this this series to ABC or NBC or CBS and we say, hey, we want to make this show. And they say, who are you? <laughs> you, know, you, you? Can you please leave our office? Like we don't even get in the door. when we. we <laughs> We're calling them. security. Please be gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as far as a movie was concerned, it, I guess, honestly, uh, the more I look at it, the, the way the, the episodes follow one right after the other, realistically, it's a movie that we cut up into 11 and then eight pieces. So 
I guess realistically, as as far again distribution wise, a web series was really just well, again, we can do a web series, we can put it out there, we can we at, can have people see it. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was it was the end of two thousand nine. Uh, I believe, of course, the Guild being you know the it, it, arguably the largest web series uh, of all time, but at least at the time um, was in its I want to say third season, maybe fourth, but. It was a, it was still a young sort of format. Nobody had quite it, the, the market was not oversaturated yet. It and I think everybody realized that at the same time, which is why two years later it became completely oversaturated. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at the time, it certainly it, and and there was such a naivete on our part, and I'm sure on a lot of people's, which was, hey, we'll film this thing and put it on the internet, and we'll be famous, and people will watch it, and we'll get money, and we'll get. <laughs> And, uh, and, and most of those things did not happen. It did go, it did go on the internet. Um, that it did, it did happen. So yeah, at the time it, it just seemed like a new exciting format to follow along. And I was actually thinking about this the other day. I, I think if I were to come into this with the knowledge I have now, but having not made it and I was going to make something, I actually probably would do this as a, as a film, I think now, because there's a lot of opportunities for festivals and and conventions and things like that. Not that they're not that those didn't exist before, but at the time, I, I thought web series was was a new, cool, exciting format. Yeah. Not that it not that it isn't. There's a lot of I, I do. The one thing about web series that I truly do enjoy is that the feedback is instantaneous. Your your fans have instant access to it because it's free on you if it's a YouTube release or or a few other different formats, but it's free. It's instantly available to them. They can watch it when they want to watch it, and their feedback is right there for you to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do, I do like that aspect. I don't like the aspect of having them market it online because I have no idea how to do that. Jim and I are officially the worst marketers and promoters of our own work of all time. That's actually a title that's been given to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we may have given it to ourselves, but yeah. still we counted as. Well, well, you managed to get on the show, so you're not there the you worst. Go. I was gonna say I would give you a run for your money. I, I'm bad at even just social media. Yeah. So. At least you emailed us. <laughs> we it, it took about it took about two weeks. We were like, what what word do we start with? <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like carrier pigeon, you know. We sent a proper email. You could say it was writing in circles. Ha ha ha. Um, I know. That's why we edit the show. That's what we do. <laughs> So there is a, a difference between season one and two. There's a there's a nice jump and I think a little bit of cinematography at the touch. It also changed the feel a little bit and also there's a lot more fights in season two. Yeah. Woo! Uh, there is there is exactly one hundred percent more fights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were there were none. Well, you have stunts. That's not really a fight though. I was. I said rock battle fight. You wrote oh, that in the script. That, there's a big difference between what we did in season two and season one. Uh, I'm actually going to let Jim handle that, but I will say that that the jump was on purpose, and I'll, I'll see what, I'll see what fancy things Jim has to say about that. You do it, Jim. Okay. Come on, you say the word. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. A lot of the difference between season one and season two. I mean, there's there's a lot of different reasons. The most the most basic reason is that with season one, season one was our very first project. We we didn't have the resources or the knowledge to pull off a lot of the uh, stuff that we wanted to do. I mean, we wanted magic and fights and crazy stunts and all that stuff. I mean, that was always the dream, but we just, we did not have the resources 
to pull that off with season one. So the, the plan was always to get to a point where we could do it. And with season two, for example, you, you mentioned the cinematography. Well, we met Jared Hoy, who is a cinematographer, instead of just our friend who we said, hey, hold the camera and point it that way. <laughs> um, so he actually knew how to film, which was good for us because we didn't. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the fun surprise, to interrupt Jim real quick, that, that we, we let people know is that the first and second season are actually filmed on the, on the same camera. It's a, a Canon, T, Canon T2i. Uh, both seasons, just that the second season, we actually knew how to use the camera. And by we, we mean Jared Jared Hoy knew how to use that camera. Um, And then, uh, of course, through Eric, actually, we came into contact with TJ Sensula, who was our stunt choreographer for season two. Uh, And he was willing and able to put together these incredible fight sequences. And he had a team of stunt actors who he was comfortable working with. He had a working relationship with who were all, you know, excellent at what they did and were willing to come on set and and play with us for a couple days. So a lot of that was just making, getting the knowledge and connections to be able to do what we wanted to in season one, we were able to do it in season two because of that. Yeah, and don't don't sell it short on the uh, people that gave us their time and their yeah. blood, sweat, and tears all for, for free, uh, which is not something uh, you can ever sort of look at lightly. Um, yeah. But yeah, as Jim pointed out, there was a lot of a lot of people spent a lot of time. A lot of the cast from first season and and crew reached out to people that they knew. We all knew we wanted to grow the show, and and luckily we were able to do just that. Yeah, good. Now we did notice that you uh, you've used crowdfunding in the past for season one and season two. We certainly tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you tried to use crowdfunding. Uh, what lessons did you learn from that experience? You know, it, it was tips? Indiegogo, correct or yeah, we okay. used Indiegogo. What lesson did we learn from there? Don't um, do crowdfunding. No, I'm well, just kidding. <laughs> that's not at all. That's not at all the, the, what the lesson we learned. Um, the the experience of using Indiegogo uh, or any crowdfunding platform, I guess, is probably very similar. Which is that there's a lot extra work that you didn't actually think about. Uh, again, you mean it's not easy money. No. no. <laughs> uh, conveniently enough. Uh, as I pointed out, we are the worst, uh, Jim and I are. And, and so not only did we not know how to promote ourselves or market ourselves, once we, once we did raise the funds that we did raise, which were entirely grateful to the, to the folks that did donate to us, uh, even though we weren't successful in our, in our goal, Indiegogo, uh, because it's Indiegogo still has you, you still keep the, the, the funds that are donated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the long story short is that there was suddenly a lot of, uh, perks that had to be handed out, a lot of contact info to be to be gathered, and we were not good at that. Mm. Uh, and so, so just learning that that it's a whole nother project that we're basically doing uh, by by crowdfunding, I think, is something that we learned pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, that is essentially a full time job in and of itself. Yeah, 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 and we're we're not good at our normal full time jobs. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was definitely a learning experience, though. Like I said, we are extremely grateful to the folks that did donate and, and share because, as you probably saw, our season two, we, we wanted $50,000 to make the show. And I, I feel like we we made a show that you would conceivably believe was made for $50,000, but we made it for about our credit card debt. So, <laughs> well, so that's was, was pretty different. Now, there's usually like little fun stories that happen on set. And uh, 
and usually no, even never. more even more so of comedies. So I'm just kind of curious if there's a funny story from from uh, onset experience you'd like to share. There is not a funny story. There is, <laughs> there is our lives on set, which were hilarious. <laughs> uh, season one, I don't know that I... Do you have a specific story from season one? I, I, I have, just, I'll, I'll tell a story about season one. You can tell a story about season all two. All right, okay. All you right. go season one. I'm going to tell a story because we kept talking about Jonah Prio. And, and oh, Jonah Prio yeah, is, is, is our very favorite person. And he um, there is a scene in season one where, where Garen has lost his loot. And this is just a dire and tragic event for Garen because he considers a loot to be like an extension of himself, more important than his very his very arms. But the thing is that that was not a scripted origin. It was not in the script at all that he should lose his loot. He lost his loot because Jonah Prio lost the loot. He came uh-huh. to us, he came to us on the day of filming, <laughs> and he guys i don't i don't have the loot and we say jonah this this will not do we have to have the loot this is an important thing and he says yeah but i left it in my car last night and my car was towed away (gasps) oh because it's la (laughs) his loot had been towed away and we just didn't have it we didn't have it and we didn't have the luxury of, of rescheduling we didn't i mean we we this, already have this on top of the fact that we're out at the location and the location is flooded and we have to find new. Oh ones. yeah, well, we had our it was just full of fun to begin with. Yeah. So and Jonah, I mean, he was he was so you know upset with himself and he was you know he really felt felt that he let everybody down and you know we're on set like panicking like we already have a flooded location we don't have this vital prop for the character what are we gonna do so right then and there. On set, I took Jonah aside and we worked out what was going to happen. The loot was gone; it was missing, and and Garen every every part of of Garen's dialogue and and acting in that in that scene uh, was made up that morning on set because oh the loot was gone. <laughs> and then so, we had, and then we had to get it back. And then, well, of course, yeah, because yeah, we, we had, had to get the loot back. Then we had to, then we had to write it back in, because, because originally Jim, I think, was under the impression that, oh, we could just leave it out until Rock Battle Fight. And I was like, no, I can't, I cannot have Garen whining for the next four episodes that he doesn't have a loot. <laughs> so we had to figure out how to get it back, and it just yeah. made sense that it would, that Marcus would have taken it. <laughs> season one tale yeah season two uh there's a lot of good stuff especially i know i know most of the cast and crew would would comment on the fact that we played hide and seek in the cabin in the woods we were we were out there for two weeks uh and and i came up i don't know on the second night i was like we should play hide and seek and everybody for some reason followed me in that uh and we had a blast doing that and there, there's definitely some great stories with that but the story i'm going to share is actually the fact that well, wait, should I do Adam Raddick or should I do Eric Raddick? Go with Adam Raddick because death is always... Death-defying is... Death is death defying is stunts, yeah. So, so um, what happened was that we had filmed uh, the second half of episode eight, the final episode. And we had filmed the teleport out in episode seven, uh, which got us to that point for, for season two. But we had nothing in between there because we had uh, a lot of actors become uh, unavailable. We actually ran out of money, the little money that we had. Surprisingly, when you have zero dollars and you run out, you have less than zero dollars <laughs> and it becomes a problem. So we had a lot of issues. So we decided what we would do is is we wrote up, finally came up with this idea. I think I presented it to Jim 
after a, a long night of thinking about it. And I was like, hey, what if we have Craig wandering through the desert? So long story short, we, we decided to cast Eric's brother, Adam, who is also an intimidating force in and of himself as a barbarian. And alongside of him, we would cast our roommate at the time, Brian Day. Uh, both these guys are extremely masculine-looking guys. They're very tough-looking. Uh, and both of them could die at any moment walking down the street. Uh, <laughs> if you would have come to me in the at the beginning of the day and said, uh, Adam, I want you to know that at the end of this day, either Adam or Brian will be dead, I would not have been able to pick one of them because they're both just they're both just hilarious. They're those kind of guys. <laughs> so we're out there, and these guys are literally in dollar store flip-flops. And, <laughs> And I and they've got swords on them, and uh, I we filmed the part with Eric. I said, "Okay, guys, we're gonna head up this hill." And before I even finished the sentence, which was, "You guys should put on shoes to go up the hill," they just bolt up the side of this this mountain. Just start. Both of them are racing each other up this this mountain. No. <laughs> Somehow they don't they don't fall over. They don't die. We end up on top of the the this hill. I mean, a good four stories up. We're filming. And there's a, how we got up, there's sort of a ledge at about two stories and then it goes up another two stories up. So, so we're up there and, and as we're coming down, we finish shooting, Brian gets down to the little ledge and he's sort of waiting there and I'm walking and I, and I'm on the path and Adam is next to me, not on the path and he's picking up speed. And I'm like, Adam, what do you come, come over here to the path? He's like, no, 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 I got it. I was like, I don't think you got it. You should come over here. <laughs> he was like, no, 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 I got it. And he just totally picks up speed and hits that ledge and keeps going. <gasps> oh. uh, right past, like literally Brian could have just reached out and stopped him. But instead Adam gets to the ledge and manages to stop right at the ledge, but his upper body's still going forward. So he manages to like Gandalf the gray spin in the air and like, fall so his arms are like on the ground and then there's a moment where you can like look at him and see his face and then he just slips off and he's off the leg. Oh. I was like, what the, what, I, what just happened? So making the story a little bit shorter, Adam ended up extremely cut up. We had to stop shooting for the day, though he was not stabbed by his sword and he was actually fairly well protected by the fake armor made out of coasters. Uh, <laughs> And he had been complaining about all day that it looked funny. And after that, he was anywhere we went, he was like, where's my, where's my armor? I want my armor on. <laughs> um, and Brian was the one that was like, you know, when I was watching him, I felt like I could have thrown out a leg or something. I was like, thrown out a leg? You should have stopped him. <laughs> so that was our, that was, that was season two's crazy, weird story. <laughs> So, um, so it makes you wonder, someone dying on set, bad for business or good for business? <laughs> are, are you rolling? It <laughs> could be good for business. If you're not you rolling, go. bad. And yeah. we were not rolling, so it was going to be bad for business. Yeah. <laughs> now, with two seasons on your belt, and we do have a lot of people who listen who are filmmakers or web series creators or want to be web series creators, mm -hmm. uh, I was wondering if there's any tips or words of wisdom you'd like to share. Don't do it. <laughs> you know we get uh, that a lot no no actually i'm so i'm i'm 1000 joking about that but but that is often a thing that you will find yourself thinking uh along the journey is like why did i do this what what went wrong why what's wrong with my life why does my brain work like this uh those those are fears that certainly will pop into your head but for the people that 
want to create something, just just do it. Don't let anybody stop you or tell you no, and don't let anything get in your way. We had a lot of things along the way that could stop us, and we discovered in ourselves that we could get past any problem so that they weren't problems anymore. Um, and we had to learn that through through trial by fire, as any filmmaker does. But that's that's the best advice I can give anyone is get out there and film, make mistakes, do, you know, try, try your best, learn and, and, and be very open and honest with yourself about things you want to improve. Had we, had I looked at season one and been like, well, this is the finest piece of cinema ever created by man. <laughs> Season two never would have existed, but I, I was able to to very easily and quickly identify. There has never been uh, – we get very, very few criticisms on our series, which is very nice of our fans to be kind to us, especially since it's on the internet. But the criticisms that we've gotten, I, anytime I ever read them or, or talk to anybody that gives me one, I'm like, yeah, I already knew that. Um, there's nothing that I, I wasn't already aware of myself because I study my own work and, and our work to try to improve it. Uh, as does Jim in his in his writing, and and so with season two, there's a lot of mistakes. I watch it and I I'm just like mistake, 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 mistake. Oh, it's something kind of good. Mistake, mistake, mistake. So there's a lot of stuff that that I learn from, and that's the only way you can do it is to get out there and and practice your craft, do your craft. Don't be afraid because there's nothing you can't overcome if you just you improvise and think and and work hard and go for it. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Now, we've talked about the first couple of seasons. Is there going to be a season three? Well, I'm, I'm currently... Have you guys seen the, the show True Detective? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm currently looking at Jim's Yellow King sort of wallpaper monument right now. He, he on his wall in his living room, he literally just has... He doesn't even... They're not even post-it notes. They're not proper post-it notes, Jim. This is yeah. just a notepad that you've taken tape to and written... <laughs> He's just he's stuck tape to it and just has, you know, uh, certain notes and certain things. Oh, Craig is going to do this. Mark is going to do it. You know, it's story structure that he's kind of going with. So I call it his Yellow King uh, monument, basically. <laughs> That's uh, not at all creepy. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm just waiting for the little mirror that he just looks in with just one eye. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. You were, you were, nah, you were you're, you're fine. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there, there is plan. There is. There is a plan to to continue the show. Um, we, I mean that that's been the goal from day one of Walking in Circles is to make more Walking in Circles. Um, yeah, we're not very inventive. We're not very inventive folks. We're saying, like, hey, we made this. Let's make more. I mean, really, I think that's it's it's interesting because you know we take a look at it and and we talk about how we're we're very terrible at marketing and and we're terrible at raising money. But the thing is, those were never our goals. Like we never cared about getting money except to use it to make more content. Like that's really all we wanted to do was create more content. Mm -hmm. So, so we have plans to continue making content. You know, that, that's all we really want to do. Um, so yes, uh, the, the, the goal is, is to continue walking in circles and make as many more seasons as we possibly can. Well, you know what? Let's just say it, Jim. We've been, we've been, no, well, we've been waiting on it for a while. Um, Prime TV Network is where we're trying to sort of focus our energy right now. Um, anybody that kind of searches Prime TV Network on the Googles, you will discover that uh, it's it's a network that is uh, available as video on demand on Roku and other connected smart TV devices. And Walking in Circles is is either now or should in the next couple of days be available there. 
as well as their free app that is on mobile devices galore, anything from Android and iPhones to Kindles and, and Google Play and all that crazy stuff. And it is also, crazily enough, on broadcast television local to Columbus, Ohio, which is really awesome because we're from Ohio. Very cool. And, oh. and Walking in Circles, just so we sort of stumbled into this, uh, this opportunity with Prime TV. And uh, it, it's brand new to us. We're, we're trying it out. Certainly, we're still on YouTube and doing all, doing all that stuff. But we, we really want to push people to download the app to watch us uh, on, on this device because uh, – or device is – this platform, I guess, is the best way to put it. We want, to, we want people to watch us there because we know, having spoken to the owner of Prime TV Network, Aaron Kinzer, who's, who's a good friend of ours, we know that there is an opportunity for something that we're kind of calling WIC TV, Walking in Circles TV, mm-hmm. to exist, uh, which would be a, a half an hour t- TV show of Walking in Circles. And we know that it's an opportunity that we want to we want to follow, but we can't really follow it unless people are, are watching the show, unless there's a need and, and, and unless, you know, Aaron and, and we can find the, the ability to do that. Um, it would be a ways down the road, but it would be a television show of Walking in Circles that would not necessarily be a season three. It would more or less be something like uh, the easiest way to comprehend it is to call it a, a reboot, but it's not truly a reboot in our minds in the sense that there's the web series and you can watch Walking in Circles season one and two and it's a series and it follows Craig and, and the gang and it, it's cool and it lives over there. But if you want to watch a TV show... It follows Craig and the gang. That's over here, and that's telling a whole new sort of story and, and arc with them. So that's our current goal, but we need people to watch. We need people to share, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's finding us at conventions or festivals when we can go to those, whether it's podcasts and vlogs and blogs and all that cool stuff, or, or specifically watching us on Prime TV Network. All these things will help that dream become a reality because that's ultimately where we, where we want to end up. That's very cool. Now, would that be like they would be – Two separate shows in the sense that they would be the same group, same exact people, only at different points in time and different adventures, or the same groups of people, but in sort of like a parallel universe, where in one, one exists and in the other, the other adventure exists. How would you word it, Jim? You used a great example of South Park the other day. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. If you, if you go on, I don't even know if you can find them on YouTube, because... Comedy Central tends to be very protective of their content. But you used to be but, able to. But used to be able to. But yeah, but but the creators of South Park, um, is it Matt Stone and Trey Parker, mm-hmm. when they were in college getting started, they made South Park. They made they, they cut out construction paper dolls and they animated South Park. And mm-hmm. you can go and watch that. And it's the same characters and it's the same type of humor because it's it's those people. They then 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 they went to Comedy Central and said, Hey, we want to make a show. And Comedy Central picked up the show, and it's a half an hour show. Mm-hmm. And yes, they're both the same, but they're not. They're one's the South Park as you know it, and the other one is like the 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 early inception of, of what it was going to become. Okay. We just happen to have we just happen to have about three hours of early early. <laughs> early <laughs> Uh, it would, yeah, it would, it would follow Craig and, and Marcus and, and the gang. It would follow the same people and there would be a lot of the same things, but we don't want to tell you the same story or the same jokes. We don't want to retread on the same stuff. So it would be, uh, a different journey. Um, but you could go and enjoy the web series and they, you would recognize the characters. Um, but it wouldn't be the same story being told to you. Oh, very cool. I hope that works out. Yeah. Uh, 
we desperately hope it works yeah. out. Uh, mm-hmm. And we, we will certainly uh, let everybody, we'll keep everybody updated on that, yeah. obviously. But that's, that's pretty big news for us that we're, we're hoping will become bigger news. And that's, yeah. that's Prime TV? Yeah, Prime, Prime TV. TV Network. If you if you look up Prime TV, that won't be correct. It actually has to have the network on it because Prime TV is some other yeah. name somewhere. But Prime TV Network is the is the uh, platform. Okay, cool. Before we go, is there we've talked, of course, a lot about your show, but is there any other projects you've been working on that you would also like to mention now or in the future? Well, we're excited about what Prime TV uh, Network has to offer in terms of original content and the ability to make more content there. So I do think we have some things in the in the works there, but nothing too definite. I uh, am currently producing uh, and, I guess, co-hosting uh, a show called Gauntlet Arena. It's a live show that happens on Tuesdays on the Internet. It's live every <laughs> 5, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on TwinGalaxiesLive.com. And uh, in it, we uh, we have people call into Skype and play the new Gauntlet game that is out for Steam based on the original 1980s arcade classic. Oh, yeah. And uh, they play different challenges in an effort to save myself and my co-hosts from the dungeon as well as win prizes. Uh, anything from, you know, uh, Steam game codes to GTX NVIDIA graphics cards. So that's pretty awesome, and I've been doing that for a few weeks now, as well as you can actually see Jennifer Karras in that, as well as one of our co-hosts. She was uh, Alex number one in season two, which makes her Alex number five, I think. And so that show is is currently going on, and I'm I'm pretty excited and having fun with that one. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Very nice. I don't know if I'll be back for a second season of Winter is Coming, but that was a live review show of Game of Thrones that happened uh, in conjunction with winteriscoming.net. I was the the host of that show earlier this year, and, and I don't know if I'll be back for a second season. I don't know if they're doing a second season, but if they are, I hope I'm back for that. Yeah, I think winter's here now with the big coach hill. I blame Game of Thrones, personally. Now, where, where are you guys located at? Uh, we're, we're based out of the Midwest. Yeah. Primarily. Ah, okay, cool. All right, so are we going to see you at Gen Con if we go this year? Uh, maybe. Possibly. I usually go. I do not always. Sometimes there's some. Sometimes it coincides with another thing that I do. So. Well, we didn't get to go this year. We went a year ago. We brought Craig. He was walking around half naked, uh, holding up the sign. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing it's not this time of year. <laughs> no, although Eric would still do it. Yeah, we can tell him to do anything, and he'll just, he'll do it. I don't know why, but he will do anything Adam tells him to. It's it's weird. <laughs> we'll, well, you know what? Let's let's track how many uh, folks listen all the way through to the end of this uh, interview, because Craig is going to, well, he's not going to, but there there's going to be a Craig baby. Uh, and I, yeah, there's a Craig. You're gonna announce Craig, baby. I'm announcing Craig. <laughs> I think I think people I think people should go to Craig's Facebook page. You can like Craig on Facebook, uh-huh. and you should like Craig, and you should tell him congratulations on Craig, baby's imminent arrival in January. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I feel like Craig's wife is gonna be really weirded out now by by I'm random glad that, people. I'm glad that you. You know, it, it it depends on if she mishears Craig, baby. <laughs> no, I can't believe- I heard crack maybe at first myself. She could be really insulted if she mishears that. Congratulations on crack baby. We call her crack. 
Yeah. Crack wife and crack baby. Yeah, crack wife and crack baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, congratulations on the crag crag baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Before we go, where can people find you guys and walking in circles? Well, we would prefer folks to find us, like I mentioned, on Prime TV, Prime, Prime TV, Prime TV Network, uh, which, again, they can get the free app for. And that's sort of a linear stream, just like television, which means, you know, at a certain select time we're on, whereas other times we're not. It's not it's not video on demand in that respect. But you can get video on demand through Prime TV uh, on Roku and other connected uh, smart TV devices. So we'd love people to find us on Prime TV Network. But uh, if you're not into the whole smart uh, devices connected thing, just go to wictheseries.com. That is our website. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash wictheseries. And, of course, Season 2, Episode 1 is right there playing for you when you Sign up to that. And then uh, Twitter and Facebook are, again, WIC the series. So Facebook.com slash WIC the series or at WIC the series for Twitter. And uh, we also made a shout out that we do have an IMDb and a, uh, a Wikipedia entry. And since those are sort of user generated and, and, and grown, we would love for any of our fans that uh, that are inspired to, to add to those entries either on uh, IMDb, Wikipedia or any other places that you may know to add cool fantasy medieval web series. So you're good at marketing. Yeah, you're, you're, see? You're the first <laughs> guest I think they've ever mentioned their IMDb page or had a, or about their wiki yeah. video entry. <laughs> there you go. You're more uh, savvy than you know. I just love to talk. <laughs> so you guys will get to hang up now and go about your life. But Jim's going to have to suffer through me for the rest yeah, of the this is gonna go. This is actually all going to go on for another three or four hours. So. <laughs> Poor Jim. <laughs> poor, poor bastard. <laughs> Why do you think he moved out of my place, the jerk? <laughs> well, all right. Well, it's been great talking to you guys. Well, thank you. you guys have been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. It's been it's been good being on here. It's been nice. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, we look forward to listening to our melodic voices. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, really enjoyed being on the show, and we hope to come back with more exciting news, whether it's Walking in Circles or other. Hi, I'm Rob Hunt. Hello, I'm Tara Pratt. Hi, I'm Joanna Gaskell. Hi, I'm Evan Perez, and we're the cast and crew of Standard Action, and you're listening to... Genretainment! Well, thanks to Jim and Adam for chatting with us. We had fun and hope everyone enjoyed listening. Now be sure to check out their funny web series, Walking in Circles. Now before we go, we want to remind you that you can keep track of us on our Genretainment Facebook page, Marx's Twitter account, which is at Mr. Marks, our web series at genretainment.com, or all of the shows at scififulseradio.com. So that's it for today's Genretainment. We'll be back soon with all new guests from our favorite films, TV shows, novels, and web series. Genretainment is a production of Alien Jungle Bug Productions. Until, Until next, next time. time. Well, thanks to Jim and Adam for checking, checking with us. <laughs> Sound dirty. Sound dirty to me. <laughs> oh, that oh, laughing hurts. <laughs> oh, I can't stop. It hurts. Okay. Well, thanks to. <laughs> I can't.
can't do it now. It's gonna go to blooper reel. <laughs> Switch for one and done. Okay. Um, That's what she said. <laughs> you're not helping. <laughs> <laughs> Bad monkey. <laughs>